another episode of The Boys presented by Shitpost. I am the man they call Beach. I am joined as always by Kyle, JB, and CJ. Before we get into today's program, we've told you this for, I don't know, maybe the past 50 episodes. Give us a five star. Give us an honest review. Share us with your uh, cousin, your cousin's best friend, your cousin's mother, your kissing cousin, your banging cousin, whatever. We don't discriminate. If you're from Kentucky and you want to bang your cousin, you can do that. That's fine. Uh, not saying that all people in Kentucky do that, but I would place a bet on the over-under of at least 10,000 people in Kentucky banging their cousins. Follow us. Five stars. Give us a shit. We're not done quite yet, though, with this little bit. Um, we have made a business decision here at Shitpost. This is almost like a live uh, state of the shit that I do behind the scenes with the boys. Um, we're going to do it right here real quick. The boys are going on a hiatus. Breaking fucking news. We're taking a time out. We're taking a breather. Three episodes from now. You're going to get the uh, championship preview this week. You'll get our Super Bowl preview next week along with a draft. And then we will give you our Super Bowl rewind. And uh, some, some cool thing we'll do there. Maybe a fucking montage video. Or something within the video, maybe we react to our moments or whatever. That'll be a big show, probably our longest show that we have done. But it is not a goodbye. It is going to be a see you later because things are going to get repackaged. Things are going to get shifted around. The format's going to get refreshed. There, there might be a live video stream that we do. Maybe we move over to the YouTube channel. Maybe we host this on Twitch. Maybe we're just going to go into the think tank. And think of some better ways to be engaging. The podcast is great. We love everybody listening to the pod. We love everybody shouting us out. We love everybody sharing us. But if there's one thing that I know how to do in my life, and that is how to cut bait. And as of right now, we need to cut bait. We need to reload. We need to refresh. And we need to come out swinging. And instead of doing a whole entire six month of a podcast where either we're half-assed into it or we're not here coming out swinging, We'll just go away for that time, recharge batteries, and then come on back. We all love doing this, but we want to maximize our minutes when we are in front of the microphone. So long-winded rant. Three episodes away, boys, and we're going to fuck off for a little bit. It's almost like we're putting ourselves in timeout. Who who, who booked this shit? Who's putting us in timeout? To be completely frank, we probably deserve it, right? Mm. Well, <clears throat> d- d- deserve it might be... A Need little it. bit of a word, but it's like you, you, you look, you, and I'm not saying our episodes are bad or anything like that. Well, all I'm saying is there's opportunity to be better an opportunity to deliver on better format and take advantage of more pop culture, less sports, things like that. But fuck, every time we try to go on a tangent about fucking current world events, we tie it right back into sports because that's what we do. And this is a very competitive landscape as far as a bunch of assholes talking sports. It's almost as common as pro wrestling podcasts. Everybody has a fucking pro wrestling podcast. Fuck. <laughs> we were going to do Catching Heat on here, and we never got around to fucking doing that, and we would have just been lost in the shuffle. So in an effort to not we get still lost have the in best, the shuffle. We still have the best pro wrestling podcast name, but... Shout out Catching Heat. It's a good one. It's a it's a great one. The logo we made up. Like, yeah, we, we we've got a lot of shit in the tank. That we just have to kind of stir the pot a little bit and see what floats to the top. And we're going to take 
Maybe, maybe it's just a few weeks. Maybe it's a couple months. Maybe, maybe it's forever. We don't fucking know. Who knows? We might just tell everybody to kiss our ass and see you fucking later. <laughs> but the great recharge is coming, and we need we need to do this now while JB figures his fucking life out. <laughs> Jake, Jake could use a break. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. There you go. It's not quite the Beatles breaking up, but we're just going to wait a little bit until we put out our next album. With that said, enough of that. Balling with the boys. <laughs> JB and Kyle, a little bit of basketball coming your way here. I hope you guys are going to talk about the drama with my Milwaukee Bucks. I hope that's on the menu. <laughs> it is. No, it let's is. fucking take it away. So I thought we'd start off with some transactions this week, Jake. Um, start with your team. Put on your Miami Jake hat. Uh, <laughs> Kyle Lowry finally was traded to Charlotte from Miami with a 2027 first round pick for Terry Rozier. Uh, a plus across the board, in my opinion, you have a relevant basketball player at starting point guard again. Um, you have one that doesn't show up to work overweight every single season. <laughs> um, now, look at me. I'm five foot ten, two eighty. Probably pushing 285. I'm in no position to call somebody fat, but it's also you don't not get played my, to, paid to play it, basketball. It, so. it is not my in my job description to show up at a certain weight. It is his, <laughs> and he has repeatedly over his career been able to figure it out. Kind of like when James Harden would show up to camp fat. Um, and sometimes that fat didn't go away for James. And uh, he, I don't think Kyle Lowry has been really been in playing, has been in Kyle Lowry playing shape um, since he's been a member of the Heat. He hasn't been that guy at all. Um, and that's okay. He's just not that guy anymore. Um, so he can go drown in Charlotte um, and uh, enjoy that tank job. Um what do you think about the trade? I think I think it's a A plus trade. Uh, you got a guy that can go get his own shot. I fucking love the trade. Couldn't love him more. I don't want to. I don't want to shit on Kyle Lowry because I appreciate what he did for the Heat. He was a great leader. He went in there. He did what he he was asked to do. He just isn't in his prime anymore. Um, feel bad for him going to Charlotte because his career is going to fucking die there. But it is what it is. Maybe uh, a buyout. I think. I don't think there's a player in the league that they could have traded for that would fit better with that team. Terry Rozier, he's just got that. He's got the heat. He's mentality. from there. He's from yeah. there. He grew up a Heat fan. He's I know, from yeah. Miami. He was a giant um, D-Wade fan growing up. He's just so you got to. He, he so, would be a league scorer right now, which is crazy. Yeah, um, I think that you've got a guy who loves Miami so much now, and you get a, that kind of guy in the um, Heat culture. Um, he's, he's a guy that might be willing to take a smaller deal to stay in Miami to help yeah. continue building this team. So I think it's a really smart trade. Um, now the next transaction, I'm literally on Spotrack's transaction page, but there's a little more that goes into this next one. We're going to talk about Tristan Thompson for a minute and just <laughs> how fascinating of a person he is or has been in the past. Let's just say few seasons. Um, so Tristan Thompson, let's, let's just say that these are accolades, even though they're not really all accolades. Some of them are quite negative. 
Um, so he played for Cleveland when they came back from a 3-1 down to beat the 73-9 and Warriors in the finals. Dated Khloe Kardashian and became an international celebrity in the process. <laughs> Cheated on Khloe while she was pregnant with their daughter. Had a paternity lawsuit filed against him in 2021 by a woman claiming Thompson cheated on Chloe with her. The mm. paternity test confirmed Thompson was the father. <laughs> Seemingly retired when he started doing TV work for ESPN last season, but then came back to play with the Lakers last season when LeBron called him. Then this season, rejoined the Cavs and averaged 3.2 points and 3.9 rebounds and got the most disrespectful PED suspension in history. You're averaging 3.2 points and 3.9 rebounds as a six foot ten power forward, even off the bench, and you're cheating, cheating. This is professional sports. Everyone should be cheating. Um here he, here he. he gets he gets he gets popped, <laughs> he gets popped for PEDs, averaging a three and four per game. And now he's probably going to be out the league for good, just because I don't think any. Now that he's gotten popped for um, a suspension, also I'll say NBA's um, PED suspension super super liberal, twenty five games. That's not bad, man. <laughs> as opposed to MLB, where it's eighty for one for, for your first offense. Yeah, yeah, so, but when you think about um, it, twenty. Yeah, that's still more, but twenty five out of eighty two is. A chunk. It's th- it still feels liberal compared to what MLB does. Yeah. <laughs> um. So January twenty third was fucking wild in the NBA. So he gets suspended and has to forfeit seven hundred twenty six thousand four hundred sixty five dollars for violating the M- basically the rest of his salary for the year. Um. On the same day, Adrian Griffin was fired by Milwaukee as head coach. Um. I have thoughts on this before we even get to the hiring because, boy, have I buried the guy they hired. Um, it I I never understood firing Bud in the first place. Um, I never understood you whenever they traded for Damian Lillard. I said defense was going to be a problem, and that is why Adrian Griffin was fired so they can bring somebody in to fix the defense. You traded away the only reason your defense worked over the past few seasons in Drew Holiday. He now plays on your rival. You're in trouble. And the, the problem is not offense. Damian Lillard has been fucking incredible this year, um, which we all said that he would be. But there is zero defensive presence outside of Giannis. That was that was my problem with the trade when we announced the trade earlier this season. And it's still a problem now. And they hired Doc Rivers to come in and take over. Um, Doc Rivers is the same guy who was almost forced into front office work before he got saved by the Kevin Garnett trade. And then he wasted Lob City and PG and... um, Kawhi um, and then he wasted James Harden and um, Joel Embiid this guy is a very good coach if you want to never win a championship 
He will keep you at 50 <laughs> to 55 wins. You'll get into the second round and lose. And it will, it, it's the, it's, it's the Dallas Cowboys. He is the Dallas Cowboys. You, he is very consistent at losing when it matters. Um, so as a Bulls fan, I love the hire. Um, he's not going to fix the defense. The only way that they can save their themselves defensively right now is if they pull a trade for DeJounte Murray, which I think they absolutely need to do. Um, it's not going to be the coach. The coach isn't going to matter uh, right now. It, it, they're, they're already in a system. He's not going to come in midseason and completely change the system they're running. That's just not going to happen. They need to trade for a defensive guard. Um, and if they don't, they're just going to – it's going to be the same as last year. Get to the second or third round of the playoffs, which is respectable. But when you've already won a championship, it's a failure. They won a championship two years ago, three years ago, 2019. So at this point, if you don't at least get to the championship, the season's a failure. So unless they can get some help defensively on the outside, I just don't see how it matters if Adrian Griffin is the coach, if Doc Rivers is the coach, or if a dead Red Auerbach is the coach. It it doesn't matter. It's going to be on the players. Um, and I don't think I have seen any player come out and take responsibility for the, their lapses on defense. So that's where the, the, I think the laser needs to be pointed in this presentation is the players, um, because they're going to be the only ones that can turn this around besides a front office move. And also I say, turn around They're 30 and 13. They're having a very good season. The firing is just weird timing. Um, it doesn't make a lot of sense. And neither, as I said, neither did this, the the firing of Bud in the offseason. It didn't make any sense. Um, you win a championship, and two years later, you're looking for a job. It, it, it never made sense. It had to have come from somebody like Giannis. It just, I don't know. It, it just doesn't make sense. The firing doesn't make sense of Adrian Griffin here, and the hiring of Doc Rivers is predictable. But we'll see how it goes. I just think that they have to make a move. Um, Amen. That it? Yeah, I think I'm all hooped out. All right, good. No, I thought I thought there was more to that, but uh, congratulations, good segment. Um, you guys see the latest NFL breaking news? Yep, sure did. Our guy, Mister Harbaugh, national champion, coach. Of the Los Angeles Chargers now. Boom. Big reveal. Big shockers. Not Belichick. It was always Harbaugh. Uh let's uh <laughs> that I, I'll I'll say it on behalf of all Chargers fans. Congratulations. You guys finally got a fucking head coach. Yeah. Took him fucking long enough. They're they're actually gonna have a culture now, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I it's a great signing for them. Just because Herbert they has to be over the moon about it. Oh, absolutely. And not just that. I think the rest of the guys who were who have options to leave, uh, guys like Bosa, guys like um they're they're all pro safety in the name of Derwin James. Yeah, James. Uh like these all these are all Khalil Mack, these are all guys that could leave 
if they wanted to, but getting a guy like Harbaugh is going to bring these guys back. Um, if you if you bring back the, the same or similar team, and also you're not going to see Harbaugh take a guy like Quentin Johnson. He's not going to miss on a receiver. He's not going to miss on his picks. Um, uh, I, I think there's going to be just a full – now, I also don't think that he's going to have full control. He shouldn't have full control, but his influence should be heard at that, on draft day. He's been scouting these guys for six years. You know, mm-hmm. I think he should be the one making these picks in this upcoming draft. Yeah, he has a huge advantage being around him for so long. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't want to, I don't necessarily want to want to see him go like uh-huh. Michigan heavy, but the Los Angeles Wolverines. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I mean, I've got a conspiracy theory draft day trade for you guys. So the Bears trade out of one to the Chargers for Justin Herbert. At one, (laughs) hold on, at one, Harbaugh takes Marvin Harrison. In the Mm. second round, he takes J.J. McCarthy. (laughs) (laughs) That, uh... I think you're you're on something. Somebody let Kyle Cook. We still have a Justin at quarterback. Fucking get Kyle in the front office now. Nothing but fire ass moves. (laughs) Divisional round matchup. What a fucking week. What a weekend it was. Great games. Uh, Starting with kind of the snoozer. uh, At least it was till we got into the second half. Or uh, it was a great game till we got in the second half. The Stroud boys, finally, the end is over. They fall to the Ravens 34 to 10. This one was not close in the second half. It was tied up 10-10 going into the... uh, Going into the second half here, Houston nine and a half was looking like a great fucking bet. And then Lamar Jackson turned on the fucking burners here. Uh, the Ravens Super Bowl window is a wide fucking open. I really don't have too much to say about this. Um, future's bright for the Texans and for the Ravens. This was a game they should have easily won. A little struggle in the first half. Popped alive in the second half. That's what good te- That's what great teams do. Uh, anything we want to say about uh, Lamar and the Ravens? Um, I love them. I, I think they are the best team, rem- probably the best team remaining in the playoffs. Um, but I also want to just say this is clearly not the end and very much just the beginning for the Stroud boys there in Houston. Mm. Uh, this team is, I think they're going to be a perennial, at the very least, division winner and um, – contender in the AFC going forward. Um, so props props to rookie head coach and rookie QB for being the story of the season uh, other than another team that is currently in the playoffs. So um, a lot of fun stories. Moving into our next matchup here, a lot closer than what I think a lot of people thought here. Green Bay nine and a half was the play egg on mine and Kyle's face on that one. But the Niners hold off the Jordan Love-led Packers 24-21 out in Santa Clara. Uh, This was a great game. This was a phenomenal game. Uh, Both defenses played fucking over their edge. Uh, Brock Purdy, shaky at times, delivered the plays when he needed to be. Uh, Just like the future being bright with the Stroud boys, I think the future is 
right for the Packers, and I hate saying that with two Bears fans here in the chat, but the youngest, they're the youngest team in the NFL. They're they're they should, barring complete disaster or a Jordan Love setback, they should really only get better from here. So, anything we want to talk about with the Niners or the Packers? Business is expected. I mean, I did expect them to win this game by probably ten, but um, you know, in the playoffs, more times than not. When it's a game that is not decided by officials, the best team wins, and that's what happened today. So, or in this game, TJ, Jake, anything? No, that's about it. I mean, oh, and fuck the Packers. Well, Jordan, <laughs> that's Love, all I did, yeah. <laughs> Jordan Love did everything he could except for throw a miserable fucking interception in that game. Yeah. That was so that was goddamn tough. bad. So, learning, learning experience for him, but. Like you said, I, th- I think they're that's far from the last time you're going to see them in the playoffs. I think so. <sighs> Don't Every, get me started. Everybody in the three one three, put your motherfucking hands up and follow me. <laughs> the Detroit Lions, baby, beat the Buccaneers. This was a fantastic game. Closer than what the final score is going to lead on to here. Thirty one to twenty three. Baker played his way into a contract. I'm done shitting Absolutely. on Baker. This is the, I, I'm done. I've retired shitting on Baker. He he's the man. But this is the Jared Goff era, the goofy bitch era. We're <laughs> naming Jared Goff to a Super Bowl. I cannot be more in on this team. I'm going to save some of that for when we get to our picks. But the Lions here, what a, what a fucking turnaround for just this Lions franchise. Um. The smoke was there at the end of last year when they beat the Packers, bounced them out of the playoffs here. This team has an edge. This team has a culture, finally. And this team, I'll give credit to the fucking GM. Th- this Lions team has hit on, like, their past four draft classes. Yeah, it's been incredible. They have they have found fucking phenomenal talent. I mean, Laporta, Gibbs, uh, that corner that I keep fucking forgetting his name. Uh, goddamn, there's somebody else they fucking draft. Oh, uh, fucking Sun God. Hutchison. Yeah, Hutchison. This this team has had moves across the board. I can't say enough good things about Dan Campbell. I would go to war with Dan Campbell. I would go fight radical Islam with Dan Campbell. I agree. I mean, he's got to be one of the best motivators in sports, right? He he should be coach of the year. He should be coach of the year. Yeah, I agree. Name another coach. I don't think there's another coach in the league that could get – I think he is what – the Detroit Lions fucking needed after decades of fucking mediocrity. Like, yeah, you had Barry Sanders here, but you made fucking one NFC fuck title game. This is their first NFC championship since 1991. It's fucking incredible. They're on a fucking hell of a ride. Speaking of a team who's been on a hell of a ride since uh, going to four straight Super Bowls and losing all of them. (laughs) How about them Buffalo Bills? Nobody circles the wagons (laughs) quite like the Buffalo Bills. <clears throat> Let me clear my throat for this one. January 27th, 1991. Wide fucking right. Scott Norwood. <laughs> January 21st, 2024. Tyler Bass. Wide right. Oh, this game was fucking <laughs> terrible for me. Because, all right, the Chiefs make another. The Chiefs make their sixth straight fucking AFC title game. And now all of a sudden we won't forget about uh, fucking Papa Tom and we want to name it the goddamn Patrick Mahomes Invitational. <laughs> Fuck off. 
But I love seeing the Bills fans, my uh, AFC East rival, in just absolute misery. The Chiefs beat the Bills 27-24. Josh Allen was spectacular. He was Superman. He was everything this fucking team needed, and they still lost. Josh Josh was in... Yeah, dude, Josh was incredible. I, that dude, and I also don't, done like, I don't hear else. another piece of fucking slander towards Josh Allen. All right, I, I was, yeah, like, he's I was right. just gonna chime the in. He's fucking and cooking, and they still sick of the slander. And, and I'll, I'll say, um, I will say that I love Josh Allen. I love the farveness that he ha- he brings to the table. Yeah. But he's not the problem in Buffalo. Not the at coach all. is no. the problem. And the personnel is the problem. And that's just the way it is. Um, and also missing easy kicks is the problem. <laughs> yeah. And also shout out uh, all the cameramen at the stadium for zooming in on like a hundred grown men crying. I've oh. never seen <laughs> so many grown men cry on TV after a football game. It was fucking incredible. Dude, I was in a bar downtown on Sunday night watching that game, and it just happened to be a Bills bar. Everybody in there was a Bills fan. <laughs> That's we a fucking a weird. Shot every time the touchdown, Bills touchdown, it's fucking great. But mm. I have never seen so much sadness in my life. <laughs> then after that, I have. right? No, fuck yeah. that. We've no, experienced such sadness. But the Bears did. <laughs> yeah, the only the only thing that I wish would have happened instead of. Wide right is a double doink, so that the Bears fans would be left alone. Now. So they can know how but, we feel. But um, what a game, though! It's, yeah, it was, yeah. I mean, it's Patrick Mahomes. Of course, he's going to win that game. I'm so sick and tired of that Kermit the Frog motherfucker. Well, okay, that's fine. Fuck him and his fucking gremlin-looking wife. He's not going anywhere. I know, and it's making me fucking crotchety and old. It. it We'll we'll get into my feelings on uh, Pat Mahomes because I really I've really been fairly light on the podcast history, but he is he is my rival. He is my rival. He's the closest <laughs> thing to Tom Brady we're probably ever going to see ever again. <laughs> and he is my rival. And last week, do I root for Pat or do I root for the Bills? And it's like, oh my god, can they both lose? I want that game to end with a tie. Also, can we talk about? The fact that they ran the fake punt and they had Damar fucking Hamlin do yeah, a fucking dude. fake punt. What as a fucking rib. It, that was, I was a like, rib. This is fucking over. That like, was what a the fucking fuck rib. are we doing? A fucking joke on him. That's like fucking Owen Hart shitting in somebody's bag back in 1995 and calling it a fucking joke. <laughs> it was fucking terrible. I, I saw like the handoff and I saw three. I go, well, who the fuck? Shakir? Gabe Davis back? Yeah, no. Oh, Damar Hamlin, the guy who died last year? You What? Dude, that's incredible. If Fuck he <laughs> finished, did he finish the year with negative yards? I think so, probably. Good. He should not win comeback player of the year. He doesn't deserve it. Oh, my God. Just, I could, what a fucking, <laughs> Sean McDermott, I love you being the coach in the AFCs. Yeah, the AFCs might run from, run, might run through Buffalo, but we might end up remembering Josh Allen as Mr. January, as in he can't make it out of January. So, not, not his fault. Not his fault. Hey, Coach's fault. You know what? Even Peyton won a couple eventually. Yeah. Also, when you have talk about uh, Stephon Diggs, about how he completely disappeared in the back half of the fucking season. The, the ghost of the year. He, he needs what, to what get traded. Fuck? Shakir had more targets and more yards than him over cumulative over the past six weeks. That's unacceptable. That's unacceptable. It's like if fucking 
It's like if the Pats had Stephon Gilmore and somehow like Jalen Rager had like 500 yards and <laughs> and he had like, and I don't know, Diggs had like 300. Like I'd be like, what, what the fuck are we doing? That's just a misuse of talent. It's fucked up. Bargain Barn, I got it right here. We had a fucking huge week last week. I gave you CMC, he slapped. I gave you the Gus bus, his wheels fell off. I gave you Mike Evans, he was the <laughs> highest scoring receiver on the board. We had a big week. Big week. We won fucking uh, 74.50 in the Millie. We placed in the top 100. That's great. Great fucking week. We're going to do it again. Two game slate. So once again, just like last week, I, I got a little bit too cute with the Gus bus. I'm not really going cute this time, but that's what's going to win this slate. Everybody's going to be looking for the cute picks here. I think there's some good money to be made if you just do a reach out one position. We're going to start off here. Whoop, where the fuck my screen go? There it goes. You guys disappeared on me. I thought fucking I lost connection. <laughs> Quarterbacks on the slate. There's fucking four of them. Who are we going to roll with here? Jared Goff, 6,300 at San Fran. He will be the lowest owned quarterback on the board because the Niners are apparently a fucking tough defense here. But Brock Purdy is $400 more expensive than him, and he's going to be the highest owned quarterback on the slate due to the fact that Baker popped off against him. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say this right now. Brock Purdy is not the dog that Baker Mayfield is. I don't know if that's fucking jump. I'm just going to go on that. I think Jared Goff will be the lowest owned, and that's my only real cute pick here on the slate. Yeah, it's not attractive, uh, but the, the time is now for Detroit. Roll with Goff. Roll with the goof, man. Make a little bit of money here. You'll get instant correlation. He'll probably be sub on a four-game slate. It's 25% across the board. He'll be sub 25. I guarantee it. Purdy will be the most owned, followed by Lamar, followed by Mahomes, followed by Goff. Roll with the goof, man. At wide receiver, it's real simple here. Um, boy, I love Sun God here. The highest owned receiver on the board, pairing him up with the goof stack here. It's probably going to bite me in the ass, but I'm going to go Brandon Ayuk. How do you beat this fucking uh, Detroit team? You throw fucking deep. And Debo is injured. Ayuk's going to be high owned. But once again, we're not going to get too cute here. We're going to throw Ayuk in here. Even if Debo's at 50%, I love Ayuk to get a couple more deep shots down the field, especially if the goof man can make this a shootout. You're going to want Ayuk in your lineups here. <sighs> Running back, there, there's nothing here on the slate here. You just play CMC. You play Christian McCaffrey. I can't really give you a running back here, so I'm going to go with tight end. Travis Kelsey, 6,600, highest owned quarterback on the, or tight end on the board. But Mahomes right now is kind of doing a speed run of a Hall of Fame career. He's trying to become a Hall of Fame NFL quarterback in the shortest amount of time possible. And he's <laughs> going to do he's going to do his Tom Brady arc from 20, 2018, what we did to them, where it was just Brady, Gronkowski, and Edelman. Well, this is just Mahomes, Kelsey, and Rasheed Rice. Kelsey's going to go nuclear in this fucking game. No, no, no. He's going to go... Fucking nuclear in this game. I know the Ravens' defense is fierce, but this is all they fucking got. MVS going to pop off? Fuck no. Justin Watson, Sky Moore? Fuck no. Rashi, he's going to be going up against that CB1 there on the Ravens. I think you roll Travis Kelsey here. He had a great game last week. Turn back the hands of time. He's going to be throwing up the heart, the Tay-Tay, up in the press box. It's going to make us all fucking sick. But we roll with Travis here. Um, I had a Taylor Swift pun that I thought of earlier and I forgot it. So we'll just uh, fuck. It Taylor was Swift. nice. It was nice that Jason took a little uh, attention away from her. Dude, uh, he let's let's touch on that motherfucker for a second, because there there may be no other sports figure that I have ever wanted to party with than Jason Kelsey. Hmm. 
<laughs> I want tarps off at the bar, jumping through windows. Let's go. And you know we're getting good food, too. Exactly. And his wife sitting in the background, just staring at him like, yep, that's my baby right there. <laughs> Did you hear him talking about uh, it? He was like, listen, yeah. I want <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'm not asking permission. I'm doing this. Yeah. He walked in the door and she said, Jason, be good. We're meeting Taylor for the first time. And Jason said, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm jumping through that fucking window. He said, I was fucking blackout drunk when I met you. Fell <laughs> <laughs> asleep at the bar. Dude, he's just the fucking absolute best. He's just the absolute best. And shout out for inking another uh, one year deal. He is not retiring. Wait, what? No, he, he signed another deal today. Oh, I did not see that. Yep, he made a TikTok about it. I didn't see it either. I heard rumors that he wasn't, but I didn't know that. He pulled yep. the top. He pulled the Tom Brady move. Schefter dropped a bomb saying that Tom was going to retire, and Tom's like, "No, no, no! I get to break that news, not you. So I'm coming back." That's exactly what he did there. Like, I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not retiring. I'm coming back for another year. It's going to be when I fucking announce it, not after a game. The emotions flow on me, telling everybody this might be my last game. Yeah. So uh, shout out, Mama Kelsey. You raised two good boys. Yeah, I mean, I think Jason's got a little left in the tank, too. I don't think that this is like a, you know, like a shitty one-year deal, one deal that isn't going to amount to anything. Right. We'll see. Yeah. We'll just have to see how his body holds up. But I'm glad yeah. he's coming back. He's a good personality to have around the league. Championship picks on the board. Both games on Sunday, 2 o'clock, 5.30 window here. First game, AFC Championship. The Patrick Mahomes Invitational, Kansas City Chiefs, three and a half point road dogs over under 44, Kansas City money line, 154. You guys go first. I'll go. Um, so there's going to be a theme in my picks this week, and it is I don't bet with my heart. Because um, the season we just watched and the playoff round that we just watched it seems like the Ravens minus three and a half is an easy bet. But as I said, I am not betting with my heart. I'm betting with what I know. And what I know is that Patrick Mahomes comes up in the biggest moments. I'm going Chiefs to cover three and a half. If the Ravens are going to beat the Chiefs, they got to win by a touchdown. Um, a field goal is not going to do it. Um I'm riding it out with Patty until the fucking wheels fall off because he's fucking money. I'll follow you up. Yeah, I'm going Chiefs three and a half as well. Um, <clears throat> man, this defense that they have all of a sudden just looks like the best defense in the playoffs, doesn't it? I mean, they've put together really good performances the last three weeks of their season. It's carried into the playoffs. I think that they can just knock Lamar down. Just enough to where Patty wins in the last few seconds. And, uh, yeah, I, I agree with Kyle. I, they, they've got to win this game by 7-10 to 10 if they're going to win it. No, they, it I think they really be, just need six. I think they I need mean, six. But it, it can't be where Patrick has a minute and a half left to win the game. No, you can't if, leave him if time. That's, if that's what it is, you are fucked. I do think this game goes super under, too. Yeah, I, I, yeah, both defenses are great. So I under think, 40, I think there might what is be it? 40 points total. I think there might be 30 points in this game. Yeah. I, I don't hate that either. Sorry. Well, let me pump the brakes for you, boys. 
Pat Mahomes is Pat Mahomes, and I'm on record saying Pat Mahomes might be my goat of all time. But the MVP of this year happens to be on the Ravens, and the Ravens also happen to have the better defense of the two all year long. I don't see any way that Kansas City beats them. I'll probably be personally betting taking two and a half. I'll buy a point on that if it hasn't dropped by now. Just uh just to buy that hook there so I don't get beat by a fucking push on a field goal. Um, but I don't see there any way Kansas City wins that game. I think it's a six to ten point game. Baltimore wins. I don't think anybody in the playoffs period are beating Baltimore this year. They're just on a different level. They got the best my defense. Only, they got the best quarterback. They my, got the my best only, My only rebuttal would be that the MVP is a regular season award. Um he bowled last week. He did. He did. He's going to have to do so it this week. Against if he doesn't bet. get hurt, they're not losing. If he gets yeah. hurt, then take everything that away. But if he doesn't get it, hurt, they're not losing. I don't think well, this game has anything to do with the quarterback play thing. It has everything to do with the uh, linebacking play. Um, because if those both, linebackers both got the better, the better group there. That, that's true. But they've it's got to show against one of the greatest of all time. Um if Travis Kelsey is routinely getting open on these little hitch punch routes, it's fucking over. They're going to just swallow the clock and um, three to six the other way. But I forgot I to add that Mark Andrews is back this game, too. The um, second best league, in my opinion. Um, we'll see, we'll see how, how hard he can go. And he's been out all year. Yes. Obviously, he's pushing to come back just for this playoff run. Which is incredible, um, but I think this is gonna this championship weekend is gonna fucking rule, dude. I'd like for you boys to journey with me and reach out and grab my hand for the Iliad that I'm about to speak on. This game is about the New England Patriots. <laughs> this game is about Tom Brady. This game is about the Patriots dynasty. Hear me out. Roger Goodell is fixing this game already. He's putting in the referees <laughs> that favor the fucking away team in the fucking matchups. They always favor the fucking spread being covered by the dog. They're doing everything. I even heard through unconfirmed sources that Roger Goodell has a secret <laughs> bunker installed <laughs> under fucking MIT Stadium, where the fuck it's called there in Baltimore. And they're going to have the Swift family the Kelsey family and the Mahomes family, Jackson, the whole nine down there. And there's going to be an elaborate like bubble bowl, like the SpongeBob thing. They all came up and played in the bubble. After Patrick scores his final touchdown, that bowl is going to rise up. And it's going to be like when Vince McMahon was revealed to be the higher power and he pulls off the mask. He's like, it's me, Austin. That's going to be Roger Goodell. It's me. <laughs> Roger Goodell wants to tarnish. Tom Brady and the Patriots legacy of the dynasty by making this new one of the chiefs of reality. But what if I told you that stone cold Steve Austin was waiting in the fucking wings to stunner <laughs> that whole entire family. And his name is fucking Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson on fucking plane. You're not going to fuck with big trust motherfucker. You fucking kidding me. Lamar Jackson on a fucking tear. Mark Andrews coming back. Say fucking less. I'm taking the goddamn Baltimore Ravens. Three and a half, easy. easy. Let's go. Because I root against tyranny. 
I don't care. And I am going to do everything in my power to drink this team to a victory. Just like I, just like I drank the Patriots over 28 to 3, I I will go buy a, a, a Ravens shirt tomorrow. I'll find one. I'll I'll make a white shirt. I'll doodle the fucking bird. I'll do the fucking Ray Lewis dance. Ravens three and a half. Fuck Goodell. Fuck Mahomes. Fuck Taylor Swift. Fuck Brittany Mahomes. Fuck Jackson. Fuck Andy Reid. Fuck uh, eating ketchup on steak. Fuck your shitty fucking State Farm commercials. Hold the line. Baltimore three and a half. This guy has one bad season as a fan, and he turns <laughs> he turns into this just one. fucking uh, no, that's, one. That, that's been that's been a common theme. Roger Goodell has had it out for me to a lesser extent, <laughs> and the New England Patriots and Tom Brady. And we got it on record. The flake got laughed out court, and Roger goes, "Yeah, I just take my Legos to New York, and then fucking no, oh, Tom guilty." And what happened? We just won the game that year. So I'm not trying I to make love- it, I'm not trying to make it all about me or the logo on my hat, but this game is is that this this is. <laughs> Did I ever tell you guys about the time I saw Jackson Mahomes in Kansas City? Oh. You should have beat the fuck Why out of him. So it's funny you say that. So we went to a <laughs> we went to a Matt Rife comedy show with my wife and Nick and his wife, Jess, and uh me and Nick drank at the bar before the show. And you guys know me, I have the bladder the size of a fucking infant. So I had to go back to the restaurant that we just ate at so I could take a piss because we were waiting in this fucking nine mile line to see this fucking floofy headed fuck. So I come back and there's this kid, this dude walking with like four or five guys. And I from the I saw him from the back and I was like, that looks like fucking Jackson Mahomes. And Callie goes, that is Jackson Mahomes. And I turned around and I said, I'd like to beat the fuck out of that kid. And this chick, this chick behind me goes, doesn't everyone? And I was just like, hell yeah. Welcome to Kansas City. Next game on the slate, the NFC Championship. The Detroit Lions, America's team, seven-point road dogs. Ooh, over under 51 points. Detroit money line, plus 260. Um. I love Jared Goff. Like he's the uh, son that I didn't know I ever wanted. I love the city of Detroit so goddamn much. I want to hold. I want to hold it in my hand. I want to restore <laughs> their impoverished neighborhoods and supply supplemental income for low low income families in Detroit. I love Detroit. They're America's team. Jared Goff is America's quarterback. Sun God is America's wide receiver. Gibbs and Monty. They're going to do the fucking fusion dance from uh, Dragon Ball and form little Gotenks. It's going to be little fucking uh, David Jib Gummery. Uh, <laughs> Montgomery Gentry. That's going to be their fucking team name. Uh, I'm taking the Detroit Lions outright. Outright, outright, outright. A lot of value here. A lot of value. Could blow up right in my fucking eyes. But plus 260 on a team that just fucking let the Packers hang around here. Listen, I get it. They're the Packers. The Packers did beat the Lions in the regular season. But... I'm taking Detroit here to make the fucking Super Bowl. There's magic. There's magic here. Jared Goff has struggled his ass off against the Niners. This pick stinks. I should take spread, but I'm putting my money where my fucking mouth is. The Super Bowl matchup will be the Ravens and the Lions. Lions fucking money line. I'll tell you Um, what. Let let me go. Just let me go. (laughs) Sorry. I I have... uh, penance to make up with the Detroit Lions because I 
created the Detroit Lions bandwagon last year, and I should have never jumped off. You did. I should have never jumped off. And I, I feel poorly about that. I got caught up a little bit in the Baker hype. I should have just stuck with the Lions, and we're going to do so today as well. We're going Lions money line as well. <laughs> I am fucking – I'm over the 49ers. I fucking – I've hated them for years. I fucking hate them with weak chin Jim, and I hate them with Brock Purdy. So fuck them. And let's – yeah, Dylan, let's rebuild Detroit. Let's go. Um, it took me 20 weeks. 20 weeks. Um, to acknowledge the fact that Detroit has a professional football, a professional sports team that, um, not a not only is worth watching, but worth rooting for. Um, Jared Goff, what was it, four years ago, five years ago, got fucking embarrassed in the Super Bowl. It was one of and the then, worst Super Bowls I've ever watched in my life. It's the, the worst Super <laughs> it's It's the second worst Super Bowl in my lifetime. The first was when Peyton Manning beat Cam Newton. That was a horrible fucking game. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it's not what this is about. This is about Jared Goff, uh, who is basically B-Rabbit from fucking 8 Mile. <laughs> um, I hope he, he buys a, a fucking house on 8 Mile. He, he, was, he, was a, he was a pariah in L.A., um, they used him as a scapegoat and sent him to Detroit to die. He he almost did. He came real close. <laughs> but you know, even in that, that first season where they were fucking terrible, he goofed a little bit. He <laughs> goofed around. <laughs> He's goofing around a little bit. He started to find that goof button again that we saw at Cal. <laughs> Started massaging it a little bit more, and as as everything came together this year, I, I found myself goofing around quite a bit too. Um, with that being said, I am taking the Detroit Lions to cover seven, and as another as a side bet, I'm taking the 49ers to win outright. Um, Good move. The, the, it's been incredible. It's been an incredible storybook ride. And I don't think that this team is done yet, but they are done this season. Um, I'll also still go on record to say I I do not think that Detroit will win a Super Bowl. Um, it's just not gonna. It's not in the cards for the city of Detroit. Um, they're gonna have to take the uh, profit from the um, playoff earnings and put that into the city. Uh, I don't think the Super Bowl is gonna happen. It's definitely not happening this year. And in fact, next week on the podcast, I will bring the proof that I am a long term 49er fan i've got a jerry rice jersey want to bring to the pod next week uh go niners uh they're going back to the super bowl um i've been riding with this team since week one and i'm not i'm not gonna stop but lions plus seven that got like weirdly like all three of us were weirdly appreciative of what detroit has done in the last two years (laughs) (laughs) you're just lying if you don't no, dude, it's fucking it's, awesome. It's been it's incredible awesome. to watch. But hey, maybe they can hang their hat on the Tigers winning a World Series sometime. <laughs> Probably not. Probably not in the next decade, but that's fine. JB, 
This game's going one of two ways. It's going to either be a close Detroit win or an absolute massacre in favor of the 49ers. <laughs> I've been going back and forth on what way I think it's going to go. But Jared Goff is going to have a Jared Goff game, a Jared Goff implosion. Oh, one of these, one of these days, no, a goof, a goof explosion, if you will. Is it going to be this weekend or it's going to be in the Super Bowl again? One of the two. I'm going to put my hat on this weekend, and I think it's going to be a fucking a blowout in favor of the Niners. Hate a motherfucker named Jake. I, I love. I, I love <laughs> just all of America has Detroit and Baltimore in the Super Bowl, and there's just no way that can happen. The scriptwriters of the Jake. NFL. Santa Clara Jake. <laughs> Santa Clara Jake. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking bum. McCaffrey's going for 250 and five touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jake, that could be your prop. Same that we're going to do our mortal lock props here. Um, I hit a big four-leg parlay, parlay last week in the Detroit Buccaneers game. I'm going right back to the well here, except we're going over uh, – the new Weapon X used to be called Brian Dawkins. Weapon X will now forever be Jameer Gibbs. Uh, he's an explosive fucking runner, and they're going to need him. The Goofman is going to need to use him like we use James White with the fucking checkdowns in the screen game here. I think Gibbs has a fucking hell of a game here, and his over on receiving right now is only 22 and a half yards. Um, nuclear missile. Bomb this fucking button. Uh, I like this at 35. I will hammer Jameer Gibbs is over on receiving yards at 22 and a half. He might have that in the first quarter. I think, I think yep. I love this pick. Love it. He's been incredible. I'm going to, I'm going to give you my, so I've got my, my lock just singular pick is definitely Lamar. Anytime touchdown at plus plus one ten. That dude's going to score. It's going to happen. It always happens. If you want to get real froggy with it, I got a four-leg uh, touchdown score, one from each game, Lamar, CMC, um, and then uh, Travis, and then Jameer Gibbs. Throw all four of those. Or you can even sub out Monty with Jameer Gibbs. One of those two running backs is going to score. So, uh, yeah, that's where my money's heading this weekend. Lamar, CMC, Trav, and Gibbs with a Monty swap. Fuck it, Monty and Gibbs both score. That's your fucking yeah. It could be yeah. Not everybody wants now. Well, I was gonna go Lamar. He took, he took my he took my lock. Ah, uh, was it Lamar to score? Yeah, mine was Lamar to score anytime. But my number take two his fucking was, over on rushing. Well, yeah, I like that one too. But Travis Kelsey over six, I believe it's sixty one and a half receiving yards. I think that's a yeah. fucking hammer. Yeah, and I don't know what my rushing yards are at, but I would probably smack them. That's what I'm trying to look at right now. <laughs> Pretty much anything. Seven and a half. Eh. I don't like that as much. Yeah, I I would take anything Travis Kelsey this weekend. I think that's a yeah, a major a, a major hammer, as Beach would would said in the uh, bargain barn. Okay. Um. I've got a you know, two-leg parlay. Go ahead. I've got a two-leg parlay. It is McCaffrey over 37 and a half uh, receiving yards and an anytime touchdown. It only takes him up to one plus 114, but I'm not taking last or first touchdown. I don't like odds like that. So um, pair these two together, 
um, and make some money because it's an easy bet. Love it. Can't wait for the big championship Sunday Super Bowl season. Uh, it's in the air, and it is delicious. Shooting the shit. Dear Abby, dear the boys, part three. You know the drill. We're going to rack off some Dear Abby letters. This was a self-help relationship guidance column that I think is still going on right now uh, in some newspapers. But here we go. Dear Abby, this one, we're starting off hot. <clears throat> I need to smoke a little weed first. <laughs> I, have been, I have been married to a lovely woman for 40 years. I recently found out that five years into our marriage, she had an affair with a friend of ours. Of course she did. Whores. It lasted, <laughs> it lasted several weeks, during which they would meet at our house over the lunch <laughs> hour. My wife does not know that this friend, who has recently found God, has confessed <laughs> to me about said affair. I had suspected it for a few years. Should I tell her I know or just go on as if nothing happened? Please help me <sighs> out. Signed, In the Know in Illinois. Let me, Let me go first. See. <laughs> first off, horse. Horse. <laughs> um, second, secondly, here is what you do with that little tidbit of information. You take it. And you and you just you place it in your hand and you put it in your pocket. Yep. Because That's hard to do though, Kyle. That's hard to do. Listen, you've been together four years. So this 40. was what 25, 25, 30 years ago? This is 35 years ago. 35, 35 years, ago. years ago. Okay. okay. So I don't know. Maybe bring up the person's name. Hey, do you remember this person? And then you show them your pebble. So here's what you do. You do you do stick that in your pocket, right? You <laughs> you you save her for later, okay? And then what's this guy's name? Fucking in the know in Illinois. You know what you do in the know in Illinois. The next time that you have that you have a big fuck up, you know, you buy you know a fucking eighty five inch TV for the garage that you're not supposed to. And fall dick first into a whore. Yeah, you know, whatever. <laughs> and then you just pull that little thing out of your pocket and you say, yeah, you remember that time you were fucking Albert on my lunch break? And then, then you're out of the woods. What I would do is waste that little nugget like when I'm in trouble for not doing the dishes or something. <laughs> oh, that's exactly what I would do. <laughs> yeah, well, why, did, why didn't you do the fucking laundry today, CJ? Yeah, you remember that time you were fucking out for 35 <laughs> years ago? You fucking whore. <laughs> uh, so let me just preface by saying I'm the last person that should be giving any type of relationship <laughs> advice. But Disclaimer. There's two, there's two routes that I would go with this. The first one is, like most of you guys said, put it in your pocket and save it for a good time. But that is not the route that I would most likely go. That would be the smart route. But I'm not good at putting things in my pocket, so I would. Jay goes full diabolical immediately. (laughs) (laughs) I would walk. I'd be watching TV, planning to put it away for later use, and then just she says one word, (laughs) I'd light her up, and then I'd be gone. Hey, honey, does steak sound good for dinner? You fucking yeah. How about that? (laughs) 
<laughs> How about Albert's fucking steak, you dumb bitch? Um, I would kind of do a combo of all those. What I would do is I would do like what I call a reverse triple dip snow cone mindfuck to where like I would do I would sabotage her like very inconveniently. Like not like you know, slash her fucking brakes, but she wake up and find a flat tire. I'd be like, oh no, that's terrible. She tried she tried to use her blow dryer and it wouldn't fucking work. Like I just I'd let this go for five years. I'd slow play it. Five years, just minor inconveniences. Not a lot though she catch on. Yeah, I'd do it like once a week. Until finally, like she's like now I'm just having a string of bad luck. And that's when you pull out your fucking blue eyes, white dragon card and you put it on the table <laughs> and you say, Hey, remember Chet down the road and you was slobbing on his knob when I was working 15 hours down the fucking mine. Yeah. And then that's when you do the big reveal. I slash your tires. I'm the one that got you fired from your job. I'm the one. Five that was, years. Yeah, five years. Yeah. You have to let it go. You can't do it quick. You got five do years of penance. That's what you get. You got to do something that she'll remember. And you got to fuck with her like financially physically emotionally like keep like make her fat like 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 just keep feeding her <laughs> yeah like, yeah like, i would yeah, also like, yeah. I, w- I would also probably <laughs> slip in like a, i'd go buy a couple burner phones and just slip in a text message hey this is chet or albert down the road how you doing and i would just say random shit like once a year you know nothing crazy just once a year until you drag it out I think I must just have too big of a fucking ego. I've got to let her know that I know immediately. Nah, man. That's that's where we're we're all different than you, Jake. All of us are like, I want to make you suffer for as long as possible. I just don't have the mental capacity. (laughs) Did you get the dry cleaning today, honey? No, you know what I did get? (laughs) Yeah. I, I, you know what? And then after I let her know, I, I would, I'd accept her, you know, but like, it's okay. We, we're, no divorce. We'll stay together. But I only refer to you as that downwardly whore. <laughs> I, I would be so diabolical in such a, a minor inconvenience way. I would make like Gypsy Rose's mom look like fucking uh, St. Pete. Like I would put, I put too much like f- alumina in her toothpaste, like make her teeth start rotting out. Oh, we got changed like just just minor shit. I don't know. I'm a terrible fuck. Don't fuck with me. I'm I'm like Cartman when uh, Scott Tetterman sold him pubes, and then he put his fucking parents in his chili, made him eat it. I'm like that. I'll I'll put, I'll put Albert in her fucking chili. Oh, you like that fucking steak? Yeah, that was fucking. Uh, that was Albert's calf. You stupid broad. Yeah, that'd be it'd be terrible. Uh, no broads on the course. No, I take her to a golf course and like. I wouldn't tell her the rule. Like, oh, you just take the cart and just drive out anywhere. I just start whipping balls at her. Like, what the fuck are you doing, lady? I'd call. Like, I have so much. I pull a fire alarm in a, a fucking grocery store and blame it on her. <laughs> It'd just be great. Uh, next oh, one. Oh, that's what you could do. Frame her for a bunch of felonies. That's that's for I'd, sure. I'd open up fake credit cards, whole nine years. <laughs> I would start an OnlyFans in her name using like some deep fake app. Like so, you you basically you just gone girl her instead yeah. of her gone girl and you you gone girl her. Of course, because she's fucking slobbing on on uh, Albert's knob while I'm working seventeen hours down at the coral reef doing fucking marine biology <laughs> in a goddamn scuba suit. <laughs> She she can get fucked. He's from Illinois. He probably works at the fucking coal mine. <laughs> Goddamn, yeah. Oh uh, shit. Next one. 
Dear Abby, my fiance and I were having dinner at a nice restaurant when a woman came up to him. Red flag right there. It turned out that she was a former girlfriend of his. Oh, shit. When she looked at me questioningly, questioningly, he introduced me as his friend. Oof, buddy. I, I re, this, this sounds like fucking Jake. I reintroduced <laughs> myself to her as his fiance. She then oh. looked back at him and said, oh, congratulations, and walked away. For the first time, I'm seriously considering on not marrying this guy. What do you think I should do? Sign more than a friend in Texas. Hey, hey two buddy. Things here, lady. Comes down hey, to two buddy. things here, lady. Uh, how hot's your old man? How big's his fucking wallet? If he's making like fucking 20 mil a year, you shut your goddamn mouth. You're goddamn right you're a friend. Or if he's got like a fucking <laughs> hog the size of a goddamn iguana on him and that's kind of your fucking thing, you just shut up and eat your fucking steak. easy uh this is a crazy fucking scenario and also this is this would be my personal 911 uh, <laughs> dude i'm I, having a panic attack right now listen he listen, would do the same I, thing just cuz he panicked I, yeah <laughs> I, I would say dumb shit it. yeah <clears throat> i'm very i'm happily married everything's cool man like, hey, this is my, my buddy Callie. My my wife's great. <laughs> this and is I, my I, uh, sister. I'd probably turn. I'd turn and be like, "Hey, uh, hey, bud, why don't you uh, tell her your your name? You know, help me out here." Oh, I it's fucking. I I fucking I hate confrontation. This is, uh, this is this my, it's, uh, dude, uh, dude. My, my mom. This, this is, is my mom. Uh... Yeah, listen, I'm sweating right now. I'm not joking. <laughs> I fucking I hate confrontation more than I hate fucking anything on this earth. This is miserable, man. That um good for you, lady. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what I don't know what you do. <laughs> I fucking maybe you should get a couple friends or a buddy. I don't know. Cause he's he's so clearly got something on the, the side. Go right? find like, yourself a friend. Like like it, it's not like he's not trying to bang this broad because he introduced you as a friend. You fucking Nimrod. Like yeah. come on. Like so like maybe either either marry him if he's rich and fuck whoever you want or just leave him and fuck whoever you want. There you go. That's the move. God damn it! I hated every second of that. Next question. Next one. Next question, please, because I am currently uh, having an anxiety attack. <laughs> oh, God. <sighs> All right. I would, I would also, I, I need to, I need to preface that. I listen, I, it's <laughs> not the reason that that makes me uncomfortable is not because I am currently or actively cheating on my wife. <laughs> that is because I hate confrontation purely. The, the thing is, is for you, it would be like, in your brain, it'd be like, oh yeah, this you would identify a situation. This is one of my exes coming up to my table, and I'm going to introduce her to my wife. But because you're like a dog shit and peach seeds, you would you'd 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 yeah. you'd, you'd panic. You'd be like, oh hi, you you first you would fuck up this girl's name just came to your table. Oh hi, uh uh Mary Beth. This is uh my my mother, Clayton. And she just look at you fucking confused and just walk on. That's actually one of the best thing you could do. Yeah. Like that. This is this is my wife, football. <laughs> what? Well, this motherfucker's clearly lost his mind. I gotta get out of here. <laughs> and, and to be fair, I think I think Callie would be like, well, you played that off pretty I didn't expect that. 
<laughs> she'd be sitting there sipping her drink waiting for oh yeah how's he gonna explain yeah. this and you just go, waiting for me to fuck up <laughs> you go full cte blame it dude we should blame our cte oh for everything man. we fuck up with our wives jesus man what have we been doing i think yeah. we could have been antonio brown in this shit for years dylan did you spend all our money gambling on russian ping pong sorry cte <laughs> <laughs> i had a blackout when that happened uh. Dear Damn Abby, it. for years I have heard about players winning thousands and thousands of dollars at a oh, casino. No. So I went there and tried out the slot machines, but every time I try to win, I run out of cash before hitting. How can I win the jackpot before I go broke? Hurry, your answer is very Jesus important fuck. because I'm running out of money. Signed, Unlucky in Jersey. Well, fuck Abby, slots- figure him out. How's he win the jackpot? <laughs> fucking slots are your first problem. Yeah, this bitch has answers for divorces and all sorts of shit. <laughs> Fucking win the jackpot. Get your ass over the roulette table, babe. Yeah, exactly. 50 50 shot. Red, red or black, honey. Red or black. I had, I, had to read, I had to read that just because it was lighthearted, but I'm also going to read what uh, her response was. And it says, Dear Unlucky, slot machines are not called one arm bandits for nothing. Well, I can't advise you on how to win the jackpot. I can tell you how not to go broke. Try this one simple tip. Don't gamble. <laughs> hey, uh, fucking Abby. lame. No, fuck you, gamble. you, man. No, fuck you Sheena. gamble. You gamble. And you know what? You know what? If casinos aren't your deal, why don't you try sports gambling? Give that a go. <laughs> right? It's the opposite of that... whatever CJ bets and you're good. Exactly. Go. You'd be fucking 43 and 15, baby. And that's winning money. <laughs> And you, and you know what? If regular sports don't work out, try the ponies. Ponies don't work out, try the dogs. Get get on whatever. Bet on bingo. Who gives a fuck? Uh, yeah, like, come on, bitch. Tell me how. Tell me how to beat the game. Tell a gambler. So telling a gambler, hey, just don't gamble. It's like telling someone with ADHD, hey, just sit still. I fucking pant. what am i supposed to do all right last one i'm trying to find one that's not fucking long uh is there one that's funny oh hell that can't be a real one okay here we go here we go (laughs) dear abby i've been married to my husband for 10 years now been together with him for the past 20. So two decades of being with him. All of a sudden, he decided that he was going to try out a new hobby. This hobby turned out to be golf. Now, yeah, he boy. insists on going out golfing with his work buddies at least three times a week. We have a lot of money, but recently I've noticed he's been taking out thousands of dollars for instructions. Hell and yeah. Clubs. He comes back all the time and says that he struggles to break 110. But I want to support him in his oh. hobby. But due to our restrictions on how often we can see each other due to work, I only see him one time a week while he is out golfing with his friends three to four times. How can I tell him? How can I tell him that I still matter too without infringing on his new found hobby? He has really taken a shine to this, and I don't want to cause friction. Signed, stressed out and losing money in Florida. Let me start this off. Give better head first off. Better and more frequent head. And he'll be home. 
It's it's That's not it. even that. Listen. <sighs> so what what this lady needs to do is stop complaining and invest in this man. Okay. <laughs> Listen. All right, he's struggling to break 110 and he's fucking dumping over the fucking Brinks truck to fix it, okay? You can, you can do one of two things. You can fucking either go this route with him and everything's cool. You don't have to break his hobby. You can fix it with like a couple grand. It's okay. Or you can go against the grain and then that just leads to divorce because we never leave the game, lady. Okay? We never leave, we never leave, the, game. Leave, the, game. We never leave the game. So I've got a, I got a couple things here. First of all, since you're sending this to a media personality instead of communicating it to your husband, uh, my first bit of advice would be communicate it to your husband. Hey, we aren't seeing each other as much. Can we have a date night? Yada, yada, yada. Asking the question to a personality isn't going to find you an answer that's really going to help you. Maybe suggest going golf that. with him. I know you no, guys because that, that's going to go the other way. That's gonna, I know nope. you guys are no broads the on the course. Some no broads on the course. No broads on the course. But if the broads are on the course, there's already been a lawn drawn, a, a line drawn in the sand that the lady said, "I'm going to divorce you if I don't come golfing." With I'm telling you, you what, then, if I can get some roadhead on a golf in a golf cart and then play some no, golf, she can come the with golf me any day. Of the boys, I can get head later. No, nope. nope. you can get head from the boys on the course. Yes. I'm also going to shatter the glass a little bit here. He's not spending that $1,000 on instructions. Nope. It's gambling. He's gambling on the golf course. <laughs> yes. Yes. Listen, if and he, that's if okay. This and is, if this is his one, if this is the hobby he's getting into, let him spend money on it. Do you spend money not to be sexist? So I'm not going to be. But do you spend things um, on things that you enjoy doing? <laughs> yep. Even if it's things to just buy for the house if, and stuff like that's your you thing. What? This is his thing. There's, there's multiple things here that really kind of set the table. She says they're well off, but she's noticing the money. So what? What? You're making 20 grand a month and now you're only making like 17. Oh, fuck it. Boo hoo. Cancel the trip to the fucking Bahamas. And then the fact that she says, <laughs> puts him on blast. He says he's struggling to break 110. Don't put that out there. Yeah, dude, leave that man alone. Put that out there. Just say he's, he's having a hard off. enough time. And then she counters it with fucking, you know, I want to support him in this hobby, but I feel like we're not having any fucking time here. So money's not an issue. Uh, him having a hobby is not an issue. Just like Kyle said, the issue is time and spending time with each other. Well, that's a fucking simple fix. Hey, stop. Maybe instead of three or four times a week, maybe one or two. Boom. Big reveal. Because she doesn't care about her money. That's not about the fuck. She's getting hers. Let him have his. If yeah. he's a breadwinner, fuck. Unbelievable. I'm just, it's, yeah, dude. Just let it go. Talk to your spouse. Let it go. Who, who cares if he's blowing fucking two grand a week, if he's making that kind of money? Two grand a week to his buddies on a golf course. And then one of these days, he's going to hit an immaculate shot. You never know when it's going to be. It might be never today. Know. It might be tomorrow. It might be three years from now. But he's going to hit that one shot, and you're going to make all that money back. Also, just to throw it out there, he's spending this money on the boys and golf clubs, not on whores. So, Which would you prefer? Like Crystal myth. I it could also be, could be worse hobbies. You're exactly, it, right. there could. There's there's a shitload of worse hobbies, and also, like there there is nothing more sacred than spending time with the boys. Okay, 
It's it's it has to happen. And if you tell him he can't spend money with the boys, he's gonna get sad, and then your marriage <laughs> is gonna crumble. So just leave him alone, okay? Fucking house of cards. Let him play golf. You know what? Like I said, invest in him. All you gotta do is spend like two grand with a PGA Tour Pro, and he's fixed. Mm. Then he doesn't have to spend three days on the golf course. He can only spend two because he's that good. Fix this man. Help him. Lift him up. Invest in your husband. <laughs> Easy. We figured it out. Fucking Abby. Dear boys. <laughs> That's the segment. That's the episode. Great show, boys. CJ, hit us with the outro, and we will see everybody next week for our championship game recap. And we will be talking about the Ravens and Detroit Lions in the Super Bowl. CJ, go. Absolutely. Fucking shout out 8 Mile. Uh, give us the likes. Give us the subscribes. Give us the five stars. All that bullshit. We are watching a little wrestling at Beach's house this weekend, so that should be a good time. I can't wait. We'll have a team. Yep, haven't teamed up with the shit post boys in a while, so uh, that'll be a good time. Uh, I got nothing else. You boys uh, got anything? JB, you stay out of trouble, baby. All right, <laughs> all right. Stay fresh, cheese balls. Cheers, boys. <laughs>